The text for this morning is Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, which says, There are many plans in a man's heart, nevertheless the Lord's counsel that will stand. And in connection with that, we will read several passages from the book of Proverbs. First of all, from Proverbs chapter 15, the verses 21 through 33. So Proverbs chapter 15, verse 21, this is the word of the Lord. Folly is joy to him who is destitute of discernment, but a man of understanding walks uprightly. Without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. The way of life winds upward for the wise, that he may turn away from hell below. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and a good report makes the bones healthy. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. And then we carry on into chapter 16, the first nine verses. The preparations of the heart belong to man, and preparations can also be translated as plans. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. The Lord has made all for himself, yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord one departs from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And then we go to chapter 19. And read the verses 11 through 23. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. The king's wrath is like the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is the ruin of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. 
Laziness casts one into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. He who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, but he who is careless of his ways will die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. Chasten your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. A man of great wrath will suffer punishment, for if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. What is desired in a man is kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. And so then we will look at verse 21. We'll read that again. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. And after the sermon, we will sing Psalm 20, the stanzas 2 and 4. theme for the sermon is the wisdom of Proverbs concerning our plans and God's purpose. I will look at two things. Our plans are many, and secondly, God's purpose prevails. Dear brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus Christ, Do you have any plans this evening? Is it okay if my wife and I and all our grandkids come over for supper? Those are the kinds of questions we will ask each other regularly, minus the 23 grandkids. And not surprisingly so. In our human relationships, we make many plans. We correspond with each other via texting, email, or we do what they did in ancient times before millennials arrived on the scene. We pick up the phone and we talk to let each other know our plans. Proverbs says, many are the plans in the mind of a man. And if you give that some thought, you soon discover the truth of these words. We spend an incredible amount of time planning and scheduling. We don't go through life just winging it and then hope for the best. All the planning we do is not always easy. At times, we may struggle because we feel rudderless, overwhelmed, anxious, or unmotivated. There are times when living from hour to hour, one day at a time, is all we can handle and really need to handle. Now, some of us may not only struggle with planning, but with 
planning to plan. Yet we all need some plan, otherwise our lives could get stuck in a quagmire of chaos and confusion. The author of Proverbs wants it to be clear in our minds that every plan we make doesn't stand on its own, but is under the sovereign direction of the Lord God. Human plans are not separated from God's purpose, His counsel in Jesus Christ, a plan He had before the foundation of the earth. And that is why anything that threatens to break down what God designed to be, to be one must be denounced as intolerable. We all have plans, thoughts, desires, hopes, and dreams. We have been created by the Lord as creatures with a mind that plans. Planning involves foresight, and it means that we look further than our noses and get outside the box of our own little world. Because our life is never separate from God's work in the church and in this world. As Christians, we are to make good plans that promote personal growth and the well-being of the church of Christ. And the book of Proverbs minces no words we are not wise but fools if our planning if in our planning we do not acknowledge who is in control and who has been given all authority in heaven and on earth wisdom of which the book of proverbs speaks is to know where you have come from and where you are going so as we make our way through this life to the day when Christ returns, that needs to be reflected in our planning. We are to be busy, making wise and good plans that are subject to the word and the work of Christ. In fact, your plans are to reflect that you are in a relationship with the Lord, the God of the covenant, who created you and placed you on this earth with a purpose, namely to praise and glorify Him. Yes, your plans are taken up in God's redemptive plan. And that is why your and my plans are to mirror Christ, to follow Christ, to serve Christ. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but not all plans that flow forth from our hearts are helpful or even good. Sometimes our plans are simply reactionary. We plan wanting to turn back the clocks of time to the good old days. Change drives us crazy and we romanticize the past and try to undo the change that was created by the present. We fear the future and how it will influence us and our children, and we attempt to stop where it is hitting. And at times our plans are very present-oriented. We think the present is to be preferred over the past or the future. So we live carpe diem, 
We live for the moment. The expectation is that things are good now and as good as they likely are to get. Well, brothers and sisters, if we were left to our own devices, all our plans would not line up with God's will for our lives. And that's a truth that we must face as we think about the plans we make and with whom we collaborate and form alliances. The Lord warns in Isaiah 30 verse 1, Ah, stubborn children, declares the Lord, who carry out a plan, but not mine, and who make an alliance, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. And Psalm 36, which we sang, exhorts us to follow those, not to follow those who commit sin. And don't think the author is talking about people in the big bad world as such, when he refers to the wicked whose schemes and plans are evil. He is talking about people among the church who are so much about themselves and their own wishes that they do not detect or hate their sin. Listen to what he says. I have a message from God in my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before their eyes. In their own eyes they flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. The words of their mouths are wicked and deceitful. They fail to act wisely or do good. Even on their beds they plot evil. They commit themselves to a sinful course and do not reject what is wrong. Brothers and sisters, are you still with me? For the love of Christ, remember this. My plans as a church member, aren't helpful, aren't helpful. But more pointedly, they are evil. If I do not glorify God or serve my neighbor's good, if all my planning is about me and my selfish goals, listen to the words of Proverbs 3, verse 29, do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. And that's a real danger, isn't it? And something we need to chew on for a good while. How much evil have I done? How much talk with the intention of bringing down my neighbor and hurting their reputation? It's an evil plan. If I have in my heart a plan of action that damages my relationship with those the Lord has placed beside me as my brother and sister, my neighbor, my spouse, my children, because of the narcissism in my heart that wants things to go my way and to be controlled by number one, me. Beloved, if you make deceptive plans in business or elsewhere, 
manipulate others to do what you want with a winsome smile and smooth words, then your plans are nothing but evil that will threaten to unravel the fabric of your life. God despises evil plans. He hates it so much that He sent His dearly loved Son to the cross to destroy the evil plans that arise in your and my heart that are prompted by the greatest schemer, the devil. According to the good plan and counsel of the Lord, He came to deliver us from ourselves and to turn our hearts away from following plans of our own making that are sinful. Many are the plans in the mind of a man. Watch out for all devious plans. And seek the sin-forgiving grace of the Lord Jesus when your plans are on a collision course with God's purpose for your life. And since we are in Christ, and having experienced His grace and love, there shouldn't be anything that stirs our hearts more than that our plans be anchored in our love for God and for His Word. In what the book of Proverbs calls the fear and the wisdom of the Lord. Yes, as those who live in reverence and awe for the Lord, our plans should further the way of wisdom. And God did not hide that wisdom from us as a great big secret. We are on our way to the glory of the new earth. And as we travel that road, our plans need to be connected to something very vital, to prayer. Proverbs 16, verse 3 says these beautiful words, Commit your ways to the Lord, and your plans will be established. And to commit your ways to the Lord means you need to entrust yourself to Him to get on your knees in prayer and see your plans in the light of His eternal plan. A plan that is well thought out with divine wisdom. Our lives are filled with all sorts of plans and that's good. But you can only be certain that your plans will be established when you constantly turn to the Lord in prayer. Get rid of what may be distracting you, even during prayer, so that you can fully concentrate on committing your ways to the Lord. And when planning is surrounded by prayer, it will give you clarity of mind and confidence to move forward in the strength of the Lord, knowing that what you are doing is what the Lord wants you to do. And furthermore, the book of Proverbs makes clear that the plans we make should involve the counsel of others. Be thankful that you have people around you that care for you and love you and give you direction. Boys and girls, teenagers, young adults, 
thank the Lord for the blessing of Christian parents. They have been placed in your life to instruct, guide, and come alongside you to encourage you in what is right and curb your plans when you are going down a path that will bring you harm. You are members of a church community where you receive biblical counseling from the pulpit and from fellow members. And the book of Proverbs speaks to this too. Proverbs 15, verse 22 through 24. Without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. To make an apt answer is a joy to a man and a word in season, how good it is. The path of life leads upward for the prudent that he may turn away from Sheol beneath. The Lord has given us leaders in the church to counsel us in his ways. He has given us each other so that the orientation of our plans is upward and our feet are not left on a path leading to death, destruction, and hell. The young benefit greatly when they listen to the counsel given to them by wise seniors, by their parents, by teachers and instructors, also through the work of catechism. Indeed, our plans are greatly helped when we follow the counsel of people who are endowed with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and clearly have a love for the Lord, for His church, for His children, for all His saints. Many are the plans in the mind of a man. But that is not the end of the matter. For the rest of the story is this. But it is the counsel or the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Brothers and sisters, that calls for humility. On the one hand, we are not robots or puppets on a string. God expects us to use our brains and to make plans, but he also expects us to always submit those plans to him. And that's a theme that you find woven throughout Proverbs, implicitly and explicitly. Even those things we have trouble understanding are in the Lord's hand and are directed by his plan. He has the power to take our crooked plans so that they still serve his purpose. The Lord made us for himself. And all our plans are to reflect this purpose. Just watch what happens when we try to operate outside God's purpose. That's when you get exploitation of God's good gifts. You get hurt and sorrow and people feeling rudderless and useless. Realizing how God's plans overrule our plans that takes away an overinflated sense of self-importance, doesn't it? It isn't our plans. 
but the Lord's purpose and counsel that will stand forever. Our plans vanish with us, but the counsel and the purpose of the Lord stands forever. And belonging to Jesus, we are taken up into that purpose of the Lord. Many are the plans in the mind of a man. Nevertheless, it is the counsel of the Lord that will stand. Well, let those words be deeply implanted in your hearts and in your minds. Put them on your fridge, if you will, or on your mirror where you brush your teeth. Get them to pop up on your phone or put them on your calendar. They are so comforting and reassuring and they put us in our place, don't they? What do they tell you? They tell you that you don't have to get yourself all worked up about your plans because the Lord has a plan for you and His plan His purpose will stand. He doesn't have to go to plan B because his first attempt didn't turn out so well. As teenagers and young adults, planning is high on your minds and sometimes you are going to blow it. But don't get discouraged. Even if it seems like your life that your life is the only one among all your peers that has no purpose or plan. God's design is perfect and stands forever. He makes no mistakes and your life is taken up in His plan. Thank God, His purpose in Christ is not dependent on us. The Lord And notice the use of God's covenant name, Yahweh. The Lord who is and remains the same. His counsel, His purpose, His plan will stand. The book of Proverbs speaks at length about how we are to plan wisely. And it reminds us that those plans are under God's comprehensive sovereignty. God rules, and He is in control of everything. Chapter 21, verse 30 says, No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can succeed against the Lord. The Lord is sovereign. His plans stand. And yet, isn't it odd how the very words which should comfort and encourage us immensely are often the sticking point for us. Oh, we'd acknowledge that all our plans need to submit to God's purpose. And you and I wouldn't deny that this is so. But follow us around for a bit. Watch how quickly we get frustrated when something disturbs our plans. It's like the world has come to an end. We want our plans to stand. And we get angry and sometimes upset if God takes us down a different path. One without a spouse, without children, without a bosom friend, without good health, 
It's so easy to fall into the trap of thinking, I shouldn't have to go through life like this with hardships. And if I don't get to follow my dreams, God must hate me. And I question his existence. And so, brothers and sisters, Proverbs 19, verse 21 puts before us the simplicity of its wisdom with a fundamental question. Do you believe in God whose plans stand? Do you confess the counsel of the Lord will prevail? As you make your plans, do you clearly acknowledge and confess the sovereignty of the Lord? God is sovereign, and He works out everything according to the purpose of His will in His time. Many are the plans in the mind of a man. You may have in your mind what you think is the best plan for you. You may think yourself entitled to the good life, to letting the good times roll. Well, it's time to take this word of the Lord seriously and believe the Lord has the master plan and he knows far better than you and I do what is best for our lives. Oh, he may severely alter your plans in a matter of seconds, turning your life upside down by suddenly taking a loved one out of your life. Your plans can change drastically because of financial loss or because something traumatic happened to you that you find too difficult to talk about. But thank God for what he has told you about the connection between your plans and his purpose. Every alteration he makes in your plans will be for your good and for the well-being of those who love him. He needed to intervene in our plans to free us from our selfish and sinful ways and that is why he sent his son our Lord Jesus Christ, into this world to make payment for our sins. Were we convinced that we needed this intervention? No. We were prepared to continue going our selfish ways down a path of destruction if he had not stepped in. And so we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Why do we know this? Because God has a plan. A perfect plan that stands forever. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. 
Well, brothers and sisters, let then the plans that you make be in harmony with that purpose of the Lord. And seeking to put into practice what is stated as a fact in Proverbs 19, verse 21, we can be sure that our life will be a blessing because God has planned it to be that way. Amen.